Being a traveling healthcare professional is something that all of you who are deciding or thinking about traveling should really consider heavily. This is not something you should just jump right into. On today's episode, we're going to cover why you should start a traveling career. We think that this episode is kind of good for those of you that may be on the fence, maybe those of you that have kind of been kicking tires. There's a lot of people jumping in right now. So we're going to talk a little bit about why you should start a traveling career on this week's episode of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Welcome, everyone. I'm really excited about today's show. I always say that, but sometimes I, mean, I, don't know, I, get, I get jazzed up for some episodes. This is one of those I think is really kind of good. Um, last year, we saw a ton of people jump into traveling. Then we saw a ton of people get out of traveling. And I think that's what kind of preempted this episode and the team to kind of get this one going was because there's just a lot of coming and going, if you will. There's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of... Uh, you know, what's, I can't think of the right word I'm trying to come up with, but there's a lot of uncertainty, as I just said, in being a traveler right now. It's very, it's a volatile industry. It goes from, you know, where all of a sudden we're just inundated with people, there's shortages, then, you know, the, the needs drop. And it has obviously a lot to do with what we always talk about on Travel Evolved, and that is supply and demand. And it just kind of feels like, obviously, and, and naturally, this isn't anybody's fault, but naturally, when the demand gets high, a ton of people say, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then next thing you know, that, that supply is increased, and then all of a sudden the demand might diminish or who knows what will happen. And then you've got the, the extra travelers out there, and they're all going, gosh, what did I do? So I wanted to have this episode to really talk about why you should start a traveling career. This is not an infomercial where I'm trying to convince everybody out there to become a traveler. I think on the contrary, I think I'm really trying to have you really consider wisely whether or not this is for you because I, I just believe that it's not for everybody. But I think there's a lot of people that are kind of on the fence that this could be a wonderful addition to your career, maybe what you know sustains your career for longer. If you're getting kind of burnout you know, at your staff position, you really want to try something different. This could be the exact episode to listen to that kind of makes you go, yeah, I'm going to start putting my feelers out there and kind of get going. But and again, it's just it's one of those things that I think is a really good timely you know, episode to kind of go into where we, where we are and, and what, what, what we're looking at this day and age. And this is just such a wild industry right now. It's always been crazy, but right now, I mean, I don't think you can find a period of time in traveling healthcare when things have been this nuts, I think for lack of a better word. It's just all over the place. The rates are insane and the rates are, are nothing and you've got Travelers out there loving the you know the stuff we're going to talk about today, loving the, the money, loving you know maybe not liking the taxes, and all of a sudden they're like freaking out because certain specialties are going through the roof, certain specialties can't get jobs. It's just a really unique time uh, as a traveling healthcare professional right now. So, guys, as always, I want to do some housekeeping. Um, you can find us if you haven't already. If you're watching us on YouTube, I think up here there's a subscribe bell, maybe down there. I don't even know where it is. Um, I should probably know those sorts of things. But if you hit that bell. You'll get notified every time we release an episode, which is a little less than, than every week. We try to do these about every six days. Sometimes, as you can see from last time, I wasn't quite able to do that. Uh, but that's our that's our intent. A little more than, you know, slightly over a week uh, in, in succession from one to the other so that we were releasing them on different days. So that's our what we're trying to hope for. If you found us on a podcast or you saw a link to a podcast, you can figure out which you know platform you use and like to listen to podcasts on. A lot of our travelers do listen to us because I understand that many of you don't have the time to sit there and you know watch for an hour, which is you know totally agreeable. And I think when we have guests on there, it definitely lends itself you know better to kind of seeing the people that we're talking to. However, you know podcasts are a really great way to 
you, know, you can download those. You can, you know, pick some episodes that you really want to, you know, learn. Maybe listen to them a few times. You guys do know I'm originally from Michigan, so I talk quick sometimes. It lends itself to podcasts. It lends itself to YouTube. But sometimes I go a little too fast. So I'm always trying to check that in my head. Don't talk too quick. Not everyone is from Michigan and understands your dialect and your speed of talk. So know that I struggle with that. And I apologize to those of you that that struggle hearing me <laughs> and listening to me. I really get it. Um, so obviously, those are the two housekeeping issues. Things are going really, really, really well right now for, for both of those things. And that's why we're out there. We're out there because we want more and more travelers to understand why it is that we created Travel Evolved. And I'll say it one last time. No, I won't. I'll say it every episode probably. We want to give you a different perspective. We want we want travelers to be educated. Not every company does. Most companies don't. Most companies will, and I, I hate to use the word prey upon, but most companies enjoy the fact that many of you are new, like we're talking about today, and you've just gotten out there. You really don't know how to you know differentiate one company from another, how to gauge them, how to evaluate each one of those those agencies as to what they're offering you. And I'm not just talking about compensation. I'm talking about everything, how, how it is that they are, are separating themselves from the rest of the pack. And I've often said in this industry, it's so unique that we live in an industry where there's agencies that all get the same jobs. And I had a recruiter there to say, ah, it's not all the same job. And I get it. It's not, it isn't always the same jobs. But the lump sum of them are. I mean, if you find a job with a company, it's a really, it's an incredibly high likelihood that you're going to find that with other companies as well. They don't have, it's, it's very rare you have an exclusive contract this day and age where hospitals putting all their eggs in that basket with that agency saying, you fill every one of our needs because they can't. It's almost impossible. So a huge number of, of agencies hold those contracts, which means you guys have options. It's the same job. And this industry is wild because 200 companies, sometimes 300 companies, sometimes 20 companies all have it. And typically what you're going to find is they all pay differently. I just find that interesting. So if we educate people here on Travel Evolved on those aspects, and then we try to throw in the things that also I think people don't think about, we're trying to make you enjoy your travel career better. We're trying to make you enjoy it longer. We're trying to get you up to get more out of it. And we do feel that the more of you Travel Evolved you know, travelers out there that really get it and start to understand how important understanding this this part of the of the desk, as I always say, how vital that is to your career and how, how much more you're going to get out of it if you know what you're up against and how to defend yourself and scrutinize, then you're going to you're going to you're going to go to companies like the one that I'm the CEO of. And hopefully there's there's many others I would like to think there are that do things right. You hold us more accountable. And I, I believe that's how the industry change changes. It's not going to change if everyone just keeps, you know, going and running to these companies that pay nothing or their model is we're so darn big we can grab a contract and keep the rate low, have a huge margin, some contract out to a bunch of companies like you know like that we all are out there and have have us make a ton of money and not be able to offer that much and we're gonna, we're going to keep taking more of that pie. Eventually, those companies people will stop working for them, and that's the idea. The more educated travelers are, the less attractive they should be, and the more attractive other companies that do things right will become. So, learning this stuff eventually will trickle into holding agencies more accountable, which should elevate the overall industry as well. So that's that's it. I mean, it's not a secret. It's not a it's not a mystery because I do have some counterparts that are like, why 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 are you doing that? I'm like, because we're gonna we're gonna fix this. We're gonna fix this thing right now because it's been getting worse and worse every year that I've been in it, and it's been over two decades that I've been in this industry, and it is it's it's time. I think it's a really good. The, the period of time we're in right now is a great catalyst for for, you know, for changing and for evolving. And that's why we're doing it. All right. So first thing I said about, you know, why you should start a traveling career, traveling career is this is a decision that shouldn't be taken lightly. It really isn't. Let's talk about all the things you guys have. Most of you, if you haven't started a traveling career or if you dabble in it here and there, you understand that you could potentially be leaving a long-term position, one that you've built seniority and tenure at which means there are some things that you're going to miss and that you are taking for granted right now that you will absolutely not have when you go on the road. And it just is that. Your friends, you're not going to know anybody. We've, we've, we've discussed that multiple times here with, with guests and you know just in general. You're going to be walking someplace new, so you're going to lose all of that. And for many of you, you're like, good, I, I, I'm ready. I get that. But there is... You know, we're talking about just just what you've built up in your entire career. Maybe you've been at that hospital for a long time or that facility, and you're less likely to want to say, "I'm just going to run back in." Or they're going to get so upset, and we've seen this, that 
they do, but you know, managers and, and higher ups kind of get angry when you start chasing dollars. I mean, they don't like that. They feel jaded. It's real. So if you've been in a unit for 10 years, five years and you know, or longer, and you're like, hey, I'm going to go travel now, their first reaction is, oh, they're just going to chase some money. That's all that matters to, to him or her now. It's all about money. Maybe they're right. Maybe who knows what, but, th- but they don't like that. They don't like the fact that they, in our industry, if you chase money, there is that tendency to believe that you are you know, less ethical, that you, you, know, you, you forgot your oath that you were going to help people, not that you took a Hippocratic oath, but that you, that you help people. And now it's not about helping people. You're like, you know, and so people are doing that with a lot of things this day and age. They're projecting false, you know, I guess, characteristics onto people that may or may not be true. Yeah, you can still chase money and still give a darn about the community and about patients. They're, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, for the first time in a long time, I actually saw travelers making insane money, money that they've deserved. Sometimes it's over the top. I mean, I'm going to be the first to say sometimes it's too much money. And you guys even said, wow, this is a lot of money. I'm getting taxed too much. So it is for a while there. And it probably will be again. It is right now. We're seeing it. I mean, I'm just going to be, tell you, it, it's too much money. It, won't, it can't sustain that. And so for, for those of you that you know, are, are thinking, we have deserve this now, yes, you absolutely do. It's been a long time coming. So you're actually making more than you probably should in a, in, 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 in a long period of time. But certainly... What you have been making as a traveler has been nothing. It has been way, way below for years, for decades. So I'm the first one to see, you know, say, you know, congratulations and go get them. I just wanted to, you know, to kind of bring you down to reality that a lot of those wages are not going to be around forever. And the truth is, and again, I've always said I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. The truth is it's too much money. You can't make $10,000 a week and think that that's exactly what you, you, would, you should make. You can't make a half a million dollar annual in annualized income and say, yes, that's what a traveling you know, CT you know, tech should make. That's what a traveling restaurant there is to make. That's an insane amount of money. And it's, it is, honestly, more than the industry can sustain. However, like I said, for years and years, you guys have been underpaid and for years and years, us agencies, in my opinion, have gotten greedy and we've taken more and more of the pie for doing what I think is actually very little, very little, except for convincing you to take an assignment through us. You guys are getting my, my, my whole motivation here, I think, now, so I say it a lot. I'm sorry to be a little bit of a, a, you know, a redundant or you know, kind of repeating myself when on these episodes, but it, it just I don't know who's going to listen to what. So if you guys hear something I say all the time, it's because I'm trying to capture a new person that went, wait, what? What did this guy just say? And that's the general idea to kind of catch you by surprise a little bit. All right. So obviously one of the reasons that you want to get out of there is to leave that monotony there. I mean, I mentioned the things you're going to, I didn't really go into it, but leaving the monotony is a huge reason why a lot of people jump into travel. Not so much right now. I, I get it's all about the money, but just the mundane day in, day out, same you know unit, same job every day. Maybe you're tired of the way your unit is ran or some of the weird rules or some of the weird policies that your unit or that your you know, area of expertise in a, in a facility or hospital carry along with it. There's a really wonderful thing from getting rid of that and having something that's brand spanking new. But, again, one of the decisions I said don't take lightly, you're also going to be walking into that comfort, that lack of comfort, I should say, that you've gotten so used to. If you, if you think you don't yet, that monotony has is, is gotten to you, Think again. Has it? Or is it just like anything else in life where you kind of get bored of things, but boy, you're going to really miss that understanding and the way things go so perfectly if you walk into someplace else that does things differently. But, you know, again, one of the reasons I'll tell you that I think you should choose it, you know, to start a traveling you know, career is to get rid and break up of that monotony. The politics, I mean, again, I'm not talking about politics, politics. I'm talking about hospital and facility politics. In other words, just the little stuff that goes on on a daily basis. And I'm talking like mostly, like I say, unit specific or specialty specific. If you're down in imaging, there's a, there's a feeling and, and there's, there's a seniority and there's people that go to lunch together, people that don't. And so getting that, pushing that away is for me and for many of you guys, I think, would be a really attractive thing not to have in your life anymore. And that's another reason, you know, to kind of get away from that. Same thing with the clicks, the drama, you name it. All of that stuff is nice to be able to start fresh that it doesn't exist. Unless unless you love that. If you do love that, don't travel. You're not going to have that anymore. You're going to miss that. I, mean, I shouldn't say don't travel, but consider that as an option potentially to not want to travel. There's a lot I just said there, and I know I didn't want to brush over it too lightly. We talked about the decision taking the decision of becoming a traveling healthcare professional, not taking that decision lightly. And I really mean that. I have seen in the last literally 12 months a 
huge number of people that did that and regretted it. They went and chased something they thought was going to be awesome, and they got a real different taste of what it was like. A lot of that times that can happen because you chose the wrong company to work through. A lot of times that can happen because you just told flat out the wrong assignment. Many times it's because you just didn't really think about and educate yourself on what to expect and what this was going to be like. So you were surprised by every turn of the corner and turn of the page, whether it was the loneliness, the drive itself, the money you needed to have, or the, you know, the lack of, of preparation, how tough it was to go through credentialing and find your job, how many different companies I talked to. All of that can be daunting. However, choosing to get rid of a lot of the stuff that drives you guys nuts about your current either facility, job, city, you know, people in your life that you're, you know, that you that you just is ready. All of those reasons are really good reasons to consider starting a traveling healthcare career. So, it's it's kind of kind of wonderful. All right, let's jump into one of the big ones. Let's just let's just get into the money because I think that's one of the things we should really talk about. The money. I cannot have an episode saying why should you start a traveling career? without talking about the number one reason that everybody has in the last year, and that is to make a ton of money, a lot more than any hospital is paying any person that's in your specialty and in your area of expertise by far. It just is the, it is the truth. I'm sure there's a couple of little itty-bit exceptions to that where traveling wouldn't be as lucrative. I do know that there's some areas in the OR and PACU that involve, you know, everybody from first assist and, and nurse anesthetist right down to, you know, to surgical techs and CSTs and serial processing techs that everyone's affected by the lack, if you will, of, of elective procedures. Again, we're seeing that again now. I talked to a good friend of mine, a PACU nurse, at length the other day, and, and yeah, they're floating them into so many different areas of holding for ICU. It's not even crazy. And there's not a lot of those opportunities out there. I understand that. So... Money, however, for most of you is really, really good right now. And it, it's, 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 it's wonderful to see. Um, I think we can all agree that sometimes it's nice to see some of that weird upside-down pyramid that all you know, healthcare, especially hospitals, seem to have where it seems like everyone at the top is making all the money and some of the people are doing all the hardest work or not. It's nice when that has to get redivided and redistributed to different people. And you guys are one of them. And like I said, many, many times you know, in, in the past, it's a huge amount of money, a wonderfully high amount of money. So I get it. And right now, one of the number one reasons why you should start a traveling career is to go out and start making some money. If you felt any time in your career that you were not appreciated you know, from a compensation standpoint, then now's the time to change that. And you really can. You absolutely can. And, you know, it's just, it's wonderful how many opportunities are out there. Be careful. The only thing I want to say a little bit on this is be careful with what you're, what kind of money you're going to go after. And the point I want to make is, and I said this to somebody recently, if it's paying so high, you've got to start to think about why. Every job out there, just because there's a high demand and low supply, doesn't have to pay ridiculous amounts if it's paying ridiculous amounts you have to start to go wow that's a lot of money and wait a minute what's the catch because there's a reasonable wonderful amazing pay rate and then there's like the holy cow this is almost unbelievable and probably is there's a reason why those jobs have a little bit of a of a an higher push to say the least you're going to earn it you're going to earn every penny of it there are managers right now, I hate to break it to you guys and gals, that are not going to be forthright about what the job entails. I'm hearing that all over the place. So chase the money, absolutely, and it's great money. I tell people that there's kind of a fine line where it's like, this is really paying high, but I'm not going to regret taking a job because I see or hear someone's making all kinds of crazy money. They may be cut from a different cloth, than I, and I just don't think I can go out and put my license, put my certification, put my career on the line for an extra 1000 bucks a week. Maybe you guys can. But think about that. But, man, there's so, so much money to be made right now that it's a great time. It's just a great time to be a career or to be a travel, traveling healthcare professional and have that career, I should say. It, there's, no, there's no two ways around it. It's, be careful. I, I want to talk about this real quick. And I know I'm saying why you should start a career. I always keep going back to some reasons that, that it's kind of almost a double speak. And this is one of them that you're going to pay a lot of taxes out there. And that's a good thing, ladies and gentlemen. I want to jump on a soapbox a little bit here, not not to get too opinionated on there. But when you are starting to make, you know, five thousand dollars a week and above, the last time I looked, that is a two hundred, that's a quarter of a million dollar a year annualized income. 
all the way up to what I saw people making a half a million dollar a year annual, annualized income. What I saw that kind of blew me away last dead of winter was people saying, I just made $10,000 a week, but I only got 4500 of it in my, you know, paid into my paycheck. And I'm thinking, yes, that's how our country is organized right now. That is the tax distribution for making that kind of money. When you make a quarter of a million dollars a year, you're going to give a lot of it to Uncle Sam. Now, here's the wonderful thing I want to tell you guys is that if you're only working one assignment or two assignments, it, it gets distributed out throughout your whole annualized income. So while you're paying a ton now, if you didn't work the rest of the year, you would get a decent amount of that back. But unfortunately, what happens is they look at your whole income. If you were, let's say, you did six months of assignment and you made $125,000, which is a quarter million dollar annualized, right? But you only worked half the, half the year and you didn't work the rest of the year, you're going to get taxes if you had $125,000 a year income, which is less taxes than if you had a quarter of a million dollar income. I don't know exact figures. I, sh I didn't prepare for that. But I do know that it's less. It's a different tax bracket. Same thing would apply if you had were making a $10,000 a week and you only did it for one assignment. And then you went back to a normal assignment where you were you know had a reasonable you know compensation that was maybe, I don't know, I'm just going to throw it out there, $3,000 a week or $2,500 a week. It's going to offset and balance. But don't complain about getting taxes taken out of your current check. When you're making that kind of money, that's the country we live in. You get taxed accordingly. And Right now, the more money you make, you get substantially taxed higher. That's just the way it is. You can't complain about that. So if you're going to go after these jobs, think about that. And one of the things I said about a year ago was look up your taxes. Talk to your CPA and use a CPA, as I've repeatedly said. Find out how much weekly is kind of my break-even point before I go into another higher tax bracket. Because if you're looking at a job that pays, let's just say, 3500 a week and one that pays 4000 you might actually take home more with a $3,500 a week job or close, or it might not be worth it to go after the other one. Again, get an expert to talk to you about making these kinds of decisions because there might be a line where it's like it doesn't actually make sense, especially if you're going to continue to work throughout the year, and that's what you don't know. So have these high-level conversations with yourself. Have these higher-level conversations with people that understand money, especially someone who, like I say, prepares your taxes for you. And please, as a traveling healthcare professional, use an expert. Use a CPA. Don't just walk into a place that doesn't understand what you do. It's, it's incredibly important that you don't do that because you're going to get good advice like this. So that's kind of one of those weird things. You may find a, a quote-unquote wheelhouse that is a perfect fit for the kind of money you want to make and you've got a plan that this is what I plan on making for the rest of the year, know that you could see higher pay rates and you could also, things could drop out like they did this last spring where all of a sudden we had all this rates drop and I was like, I'm not taking a job for that. No way, I got spoiled and that's not worth it. Well, it might be. Again, think about the annualized income. That's what you're really shooting for here, not just the paycheck to paycheck income. That's a horrible way to look at it. But paying a lot of taxes is a good thing. The other thing is that you're going to have some high expenses on the road. You're making a ton of money, but one of the things that's important when you're, we're talking about money is you got to look at what you're going to pay out, uh, obviously, for, for your cost of living. Smart travelers are saying, yes, that you know, aren't just jumping in with the recruiter going, oh, my gosh, she promised me this really or she promised me this amazingly high pay rate without researching what your expenses are going to be going into that county and that town or that city that you're taking the assignment in. Just because it's a high pay rate doesn't mean it's going to be a high take-home because you're going to end up having to have a higher level of apartment possibly or, or Airbnb or wherever you're going to stay, that could also go up. What you're looking for, and we'll talk about here in a little while toward the end of this episode, is a really high income and the lowest expenses that you can have. So understand that you know, you, many of you pay, you, let's say I pay two mortgages, which means you pay a mortgage and you also are paying for housing on the road, which is the same thing. I love that phrase because it's one of those things that really defeats staff people that say, oh, you're making all the money. I know what you're making. You're like, well, really? Do you know what I'm paying? Because I'm paying my mortgage at home. I'm paying for expenses to be out here. And by the way, this city for, to rent in is insane. So it's always a good, I guess, comeback if you feel like you need one for people that just seem to be really crappy to you because you're making so darn much money. The money will go up and down. I mean, that's just, I guess that's the, the bottom line is that it's not always going to be consistent. So money's high right now go for it chase those dollars i really really hope you guys do and i'm really happy that you guys are able to do that every one of you guys should be you should be celebrating this you should be up on the upside you're making a ton of money but yes you've got high taxes yes you've got high expenses but that's still a good thing especially taxes guys i mean making that kind of money is a wonderful problem to have 
Let's be frank. There's a lot of people in this country right now that are struggling to make a living. They have a business that may be have been impacted by uh, by shutdowns. They may have lost their position. They may have someone who's sick that they're having to take care of. I mean, all this stuff is affecting a lot of people, and it affects you guys a lot too. I just want to tell you that while the money is good, be very, I guess, be very respectful and happy of that because, again, uh, I mean, I know tons of people that are struggling right now in our in our economy in our country because they have not had the chance to do to make a living the way that they used to be able to make a living they're having to make decisions or they're having to look for something different it's 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 very real so again i'm not lecturing i'm just saying please appreciate the money and go for it you guys have earned it most of you that are making these really really high paying uh, rates on these assignments have earned the right to do that. Some of you maybe are still working through that because maybe you have less experience or you haven't traveled before, but you're getting there, and that's what's wonderful. And you know, I, again, I none of us know what the future is going to hold. So, why should you start a traveling career? Because right now the getting is good. So go get some. Is I guess what I'm saying as far as the money goes. All right, let's talk about freedom to start with. You know, not to start with, but to continue on this discussion. Freedom is unreal in as a traveling healthcare professional, you guys, I mean, just let's talk about the locations. It is, it is a great opportunity to see places and go places, whether you're thinking about maybe deciding if you want to change where you live, where you reside, and you've always wanted to go to a certain place, maybe you're at a point in your life where you want to get out of the cold and move into something more warmer weather, like yours truly, or something may have changed, or maybe you're just tired, you want to get a different change of pace, you want to see the, see the country, what a great opportunity for you guys to be able to do that. Remember, you get to decide what you want to do. You get to decide where you want to go. That's the great thing about being in your shoes. And I've said many, many times, don't let some slick-talking good salesperson, also known as a recruiter out there, because that's what they are, try to talk you into something that is not where you want to go or what you want to do or when you want to do it. This industry has got to change that way. Recruiters are, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry for every recruiter out there. I get, I love you. You, you, you. you guys are a wonderful, huge part of our industry. But man, some of you just are out for yourselves. You guys know that. And the ones I think that are really good in our industry, the ones that really do listen and really take orders from their traveler and then try to fulfill what the traveler's looking for. But you guys understand, even in that scenario, recruiter still is going to have to do, in order for them to make money, which is what they all want to do, regardless of how much of your friend they are, they still have to convince you to take a job that they have. And they have to convince you to take it at the rate that they're being dictated to take it or at the rate that their compensation pays them a reasonable amount to be able to take. And what I meant by that was, as you guys know, I've said many times, many compensation packages out there for a recruiter actually incentivize a recruiter to have the company make a bigger piece of the pie, a bigger margin. They get paid substantially more money commission-wise if they make the company more money off of what you agree to. So that's what it is. So, But you know, you guys are in control. You guys can hear a recruiter and say, yeah, no, thank you, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I would give them feedback. Tell them why you're not going to you know, work with them because your, your, your company sucks, your compensation package sucks. That will eventually get back to the higher-ups. And this, again, like I said early in this episode, how are you going to change the industry? If there's a company out there that you feel... And you're going to know really easily because if you've got the same job talking to three different companies, you're going to see who has a bigger margin, who is who is gluttonized that and is taking too big a slice of that pie. And don't work with them. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I don't care how wonderful their, you know, their, their recruiter is. There's a reason that that compensation package or the lack thereof makes no sense to work for that company. But the freedom for you guys to choose who you work with, where you want to go, when you want to go. I've said in like the last episode or a couple episodes ago, you guys should take more time for yourselves sometimes. If you have an assignment, you make a ridiculous amount of money, go enjoy some time off. I'm not saying go spend it, but go enjoy a little bit of a break because you've earned that. You probably worked your tail off and you probably need it to avoid travel or burnout, but you know, go take some time. You get to decide how long you want to stay at an assignment. You know, I mean, again, Companies right now, agents, facilities seem to be, if you've done a good job and they need you, it seems like sometimes they're upping the rate for you to stay because they already know what they have with you. Look at it from a facility standpoint or from a managerial standpoint. If they have you working a 13-week assignment and you've kicked you-know-what for them, and the opportunity is, well, do we keep you and maybe try to incentivize you by giving you, I don't know, it could just be five more bucks an hour. It could be ten more bucks. I've seen 
lately I've seen, I'll put it this way, I've seen rates go from 100 hours an hour to 175 offer to extend somebody, which two people I, that worked for me turned that down because they said, no way. So that tells you what I said earlier, that sometimes the money is too good. That's, that, come, that facility is throwing out insane money to get someone to stay. $175 an hour bill rate to me, which I openly translated to what it was for those guys. And they're like, I still don't want to do it. Mark, can we find us something else? I'm like, go for it. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. You are in charge. You guys have the freedom to make these decisions. And nobody like me or any recruiter or any VP of any company should be trying to talk you into or out of something that isn't what you want. That's why you should start a traveling healthcare career because you are in charge of your own freedom. You get to do what you want. You're the boss, guys and gals. I mean, we all you know, jump through everything to try to get you to work for us. That's what you have to kind of kick back and smile. You have that ability. I see it all over social media. There's that attitude and it's kind of cool that you guys are like, I am king or queen, you know what, and you should be. So that's one of the reasons, again, a great one to start a traveling career because you now are in control, in charge of your own, I said the word, career. Whereas maybe back at home, at your home facility, your home job, you may have a lot less control over promotions, schedule, you name it. And a traveler kind of does, guys and gals. It really does, even in thinner times than they are right now, that's for sure. You also, the main thing is, the, the, the thing I like about freedom is you get to decide why it is. And really think about that for a minute. You get to decide why it is that you're choosing the assignment you want. Nobody else has your unique motivation for what it is that's making one assignment more attractive to you than another assignment. It's all the variables of, of from pay to location to what you felt like on the phone with that manager to your own reason for wanting to go to that city even. You're the only one that knows and it's completely new, unique to you. Which means this is why I love the traveling career perspective. And I'm not even a traveler, you guys obviously know. You guys have the freedom to make all these decisions on your own. Use that freedom. Think about that. The next time somebody's telling you you know, hey, I've got this great job, and da da da. I was like, no, no, I don't care what it is. It's not great to you. Why do you? What makes you think it's great? I'm the one that decides what's great. You can say I think the job is great, Mr. and Mrs. Recruiter, but you can't say that I that you know that I as a traveler are gonna think that's great, right? So that's 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 the general thought and the general idea of it. I want to talk about the experiences, and I think that's one of the major also reasons that started that being a traveler is so great. It just is. You guys have an amazing and what I would say is unique career opportunity. This is an option for almost everybody out there, everyone that's listening should be, any healthcare professional jumping into the travel career of being a healthcare professional, every one of you have that uniqueness. You can do it. There's almost zero specialties that don't have travel assignments that are healthcare related, as you guys know. That's why you're listening. That's why you guys do what you do. That's unique. I can't start a career as a traveling CEO of a company. I mean, I guess I could, but not, I don't, I'm pretty limited. I'm limited already, right? I'm limited because of, of my experiences, my unique experiences. Sure, I could get out of this career and do something different because I've ran companies before, but this is what I know. I mean, I'm kind of limited. You guys have such a unique opportunity to try something that, again, if you're on the fence and you're listening to this episode, I think you should try it if it all interests you. Do some research, research, research. Like I said earlier on, I'm going to say it again. But... Think about that. The experience that you're going to have is so unique to you because you have this opportunity to change your career to something completely different. And being a traveling healthcare professional is completely different than being a healthcare professional, in my humble opinion, without being one and not being in your shoes. But it seems like it should be. I should put it that way. It should be completely different. If you're doing it right, it's completely different. Listen, you can make new friends. You've got completely you know, different adventures that are outside of work, which I've, I've done multiple episodes and will continue to do more episodes about the things that you get to do and see that aren't just at your job, so to speak. It's the location. It's the, it's the uniqueness of the area that you're going to. It's getting to and from the assignment. We've mentioned things like that. All the things that, that can make and enhance being a traveler, it's the experience. It's all about the experience, in my opinion. And it's so wonderful if you can look at I don't care if you're just making friends every time you start a new assignment to, sorry, I got itchy nose here, to going to someplace different and seeing, you know, just a different culture, a different, you know, feeling of a city. I and mean, every time I go someplace and stay, 
it's a whole different experience for me, right? It feels different in San Francisco than it does in New York. You know, it seems it seems it's different in the middle of our country as opposed to being someplace coastal or someplace in the mountains. It's just it's just great, and you guys have that. The real thing I want to talk about in experiences though is that your career, you know, your expertise and your qualifications are going to soar. They should soar as a traveler. If they're not improving immensely, then I don't think you're doing something right. If you aren't figuring out and learning, wow, this is something I, I learned new at this facility, and this is something I learned from this other other traveler or other staff member, you're probably either not not paying attention or you're not focused or even looking at that. I've done episodes and will continue to do episodes about the uniqueness that a traveler brings to a facility because of his or her experience and what you guys offer a manager if he or she will listen. And I've mentioned that a lot on social media. <clears throat> I think that's a really great thing that seems to be missing, that cross-education from one traveler that has worked in 20 different locations, what they could bring to facility, that's missing. But the opposite is also true. The things you guys learn is going to enhance you. I mean, just be selfish from it. It's going to enhance your career. You guys get to see and hear things that you're like, wow, I learned something really great at that facility. This facility, I didn't learn much. I brought more things to the table than I took away from the table. But your career and your expertise should start to soar faster than anybody else's. You're going to learn more, just plain and simple, by going to multiple facilities than you would staying in your own home job. You're kind of limited to what the culture is, what the rules are, what the, you know, the, the policies are at that facility. And you're going to go to a different one, and they're all going to be different. And you're going to see very quickly and easily which ones work and which ones don't. And so for you, from a selfish standpoint, things are going to start going like this with you. You're going to become better. You're going to become better at your job. I mean, you, just, you almost can't avoid it. It's kind of wild. All right. I want to jump into, I want to revisit episode number five for just a second. And, and I said creating a business mindset in that episode because that really is what it, this is. Is You have an opportunity, and you should be treating this like it is your own business. And that's what's great about becoming a traveler is that you now have a business, so to speak. Before you were getting a paycheck, you didn't have a lot of involvement. You had some, I'm sure, but not a lot of involvement in that huge hospital's business. But as a traveler, this is your career. You got to have a business mindset, like I mentioned in an entire episode. If you want to go back, I'm not going to redo that episode here, but go back and listen to episode five because it's important that you understand how to maximize every benefit you can and minimize every expense that you can as a traveler. So that's another great opportunity reason why you can do it. You have an opportunity to be in charge of your own finances. Not only can you make money, but you're also more in charge of, of every aspect of it. You're in charge of, of your expenses. You can decide to take a much lower, let's say, quality housing, as long as you feel safe, to put more of that money or keep more of that money in your pocket. That's a great other freedom. It's another reason why you should treat this like a business because you have that flexibility, which is so wonderful and unique. And one and again, another reason why I think starting a traveling career is such a good. I love this episode because it kind of incorporates everything that we're going to talk about over the next who knows how long. I'm going to continue to have time to do this, which I, I think will be forever until you guys are sick of me. Until you guys stop listening, I'm going to keep doing it. Put it that way. It is such a great. I guess, idea or concept that if you're able to treat this as if it is a business to you, it really does set your mind right as to why it is that you're doing this. Yes, you want to go out and do everything else and see things and meet new people, have all these wonderful experiences, but you're also looking at how do I, when all is done, my bank account and my investments are way higher than they would have been if I would have stayed at my job locally. The truth and the sad truth, unfortunately, is... And maybe this will change. Maybe it's starting to change out there. I don't know. But it seems to me like working at a facility as a staff member permanently for your entire career is unfortunately a real good way to not have options when you are getting older or when you retire. Starting a traveling career, I think, absolutely gives you many more options for those of you that, that have the guts to go out and do this. It is a game changer. And every traveler I talk to, I mean, yes, that, that's what you talk about. You're like, oh my gosh, I, 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 I live in this house now. I drive this car. I've got this much investments. It's really good to hear because I've said repeatedly that in our, 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 our economy, and I can only talk intelligently about the United States, healthcare professionals are, are underpaid in my opinion, but travelers are not or not nearly as underpaid. And again, I don't want to confuse what's happening right now with the long-term effects of things. Like you guys have been underpaid for a while, but travelers still do, regardless of my feelings on, on how agencies are and aren't paying you that piece of the pie, travelers typically do make more money than staff members. There are some 
locations in our country that that is absolutely false. That is not true. And you guys probably know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm, I mean, go look at San Jose. Go, you know, go look up in the Bay Area. Uh, some jobs up in Washington typically are paid higher as a staff member than even a traveler can make. There's just there's uniqueness in that too. But for the most part, it is a great opportunity for you guys to create a business mindset and treat your travel career as something that you're in charge of. It, again, it goes up back to a little bit about the freedom I mentioned a little while ago. But you guys have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity to say, everyone own a small business? Everyone want to do something on the side? Well, you don't have to. You have this as your business. Talk to your CPA about that. Tell them, I want to treat this like a business, so what advice can you give me when I'm making my selections, when I'm on the road? How do I, you know, let's talk about how I, I report my taxes. Let's do it right, and let's have this be a business. He or she are going to go, great. They're going to love you way more for that than if you just are a client of theirs. It just says, here's what I made, and let's go. They, they, most accountants love that kind of a mindset, so think about it. One of the things I also want to talk about here is Become a real traveler. If you're going to be a traveler, become a real traveler. What I mean by that is don't just take assignments that are a day's drive or a half a day's drive or a few hours away. You will not get the full experience. And, I mean, every recruiter I just made really angry earlier on in the episode, and I made you guys really angry. I know I did. I, I'm sorry for that, but I did. I just told you the people the truth. So don't blame me for that. I also just made some friends back up by saying this because – Recruiters can't stand it when you say, hey, I want to recruit. And they're like, oh, great. Here's all my stuff. And I'm going to get this person. And they say, okay, I want to be right here. I want to, I got a, I got a, a pinpoint of a place I want to go to. And then your hearts just go, oh, man. Because they know they have to hope that they have that, that facility or the facilities. Maybe, you're, maybe it's a small town. Maybe it's a bigger town or city. Maybe it has multiple hospitals. It might not. It might only have one or two. But if you give them that limited of, a, of an option, they're basically hoping that they held a contract there, and they probably do if, if, if you've seen jobs there. But if they don't, then they're out of luck already with you, and they may as well just be honest, which unfortunately some of them aren't. They're going to still try to convince you to take a job elsewhere because they don't hold a contract in that city. But if they do, they're going to hope that they have to wait until that job with your specialty that matches what you're looking for, whether it be shift, pay rate, or the actual specialty itself and the equipment and all the different things that are associated with it, are your match. If they're not, they're going to be doing this and waiting and then, again, convincing you to try to take something else. You can see it very clearly in our industry. And just because they have a job and you go in front of it and are submitted as a potential you know, traveler there, doesn't mean you're going to get it. So they're also waiting for that. And we all know these jobs right now, I mean, I put some in front of jobs sometimes and I can some of the, on some of these vendors, I can see what the competition level is from what our people have put people in front of. Sometimes it's 30 to 40 people easily, easily. Those high-paying, crazy assignments that I almost think you should kind of walk away from and not necessarily take, but take the ones that are like the 80% of that because they're probably going to be much more fulfilling for you. Those really ridiculous ones are just, it's, it's come, on, come on, there's three positions. I mean, maybe they'll have more, but you're, you have a less likely chance of getting that, which means recruiters are going to be like, oh, man. So if you're only giving them one or two options, or you're giving a city and you're, you know, and only or one, maybe one state, maybe I live in this state, I only want to stay in this state. I understand if it's a licensure or a certification issue. I get that. You can't do much else. You got to go out and get a job, invest in and, you know, get more licenses, get more ability to work and, and increase your traveler marketability so you can work more places. But if you have the ability to work nationally or in multiple locations, multiple states, I would really urge you to do that. It's one of the last things I want to plead with you guys on. If you're going to be a traveler, Really go out and do it. Don't just kind of sort of do it, in my opinion. There's too many people that, that are doing that lately, and I, I think they're not getting the experience, which means they didn't have a good taste in their mouth about what, what they tried traveling because I think they didn't do it right. It's like anything else. If you do it kind of, you know, you know the word I'm looking for. I'm trying not to swear on this version of, uh, of this podcast and YouTube. I think I have to change the, I don't know. Thing, I, have to, I don't know what the rules are. They know back in Denver what, what I can and can't say, but I'm trying not to say anything. But if you do it haphazardly, I'll put it that way, and you don't really become a traveler, you're going to miss out on a lot of the different things we just talked about, all the benefits we just mentioned. A lot of them are going to be there, and it's not going to give you that experience I think that most of you are looking for. Money's going to be limited. Uh, options are going to be limited. The freedom, the flexibility, you know, the, the experiences you're going to have, all of that's going to be on a much lower basis. So I would urge you, if you've made the decision, make it and then go for it because there's so many really good reasons especially right now, to start a traveling career and start it and finish it. And don't let the, you know, the, the economy and the supply and demand change your determination, so to speak. 
Here's the bottom line, I guess, on this episode. Do some serious research. If you guys are thinking about this, if you and I, I would urge you, if you guys listen to this or you're one of our, you know, our, our subscribers, save a link to this thing. Or somebody you know is talking about, I don't know, maybe thinking about traveling, maybe joining, or maybe you know someone from your home, you know, like I say, home home uh, facility that's thinking about traveling. Share this episode with them. Say here, I've actually got the link. I'm gonna send it to your phone, or I'm gonna send it to a podcast or a YouTube channel directly to you. Check this out. I would appreciate. It. And that's again, that's what we're seeing more and more now. A lot of sharings going out there of episodes that are pertinent to the people that you're talking to. And that's again, if you want to pay us back for taking the time that we do to to research these, to write these, to record these, to edit these, to get them out there, and then to promote them, which is all you know being done. We're not charging my company. I'm having my people do that as part of their job so it's there it, it's kind of a free thing so it is what it is and i've had people say well i'm gonna get this off my my web page or my my group page i'm like hey, you can take it off i'm on we're on so many it doesn't matter but share this stuff with people let them see and hear the things that you liked about this it's the best payback for those of us that are doing this for you guys that we can possibly expect and i know it's hard to think about that but when you're talking to somebody and they're they're mentioning anything like that say you know there's this knucklehead guy who you know is a CEO of a company and and he doesn't ever talk about what he's doing. He just throws things out there and and then you know take it for what it's worth. But please share that stuff and do some serious research before you make the commitment to decide you want to travel. I personally think you'd be crazy not to try it if you have any unless you're just so comfortable or so happy and it just isn't your thing. I get it. But if there was ever a time for anybody out there to start thinking about, maybe I should jump and travel, I would do it now, right now as this episode is being released, as opposed to waiting until we get into the fall or winter. It might be too late. It was last time. Great opportunities between now and the next six months, then things dribbled off. If you're listening to this episode years and years later or months and months after it was released, you have to look and see what things are going on right now and how that affects you currently. And I oftentimes don't think about the longevity of an episode and how you know the shelf life, if you will. But if this episode is out here and it's been a long time since it was recorded and you can see when it was released you have to look at what's happening right now and it may be a good time again it may be a terrible time again but do your research and really think about it very clearly because sometimes it's you can't go back sometimes you can but if you're going to do it figure out and make sure you guys make it the right decision i hope i really do i hope and every recruiter that i made mad every vp and ceo i just made mad we all want you to still go out there. Let's be frank. The more people trade people that travel right now, the more supply we have to make more money. And that's just the way it is. And I think in our industry, it should be okay to make money off of the masses. It just should be less per the individual. Does that make sense? Which means if your company has got enough people working for it that it's popular because you're doing a good job, that's the way this industry should make money. Not because we're trying to gouge every traveler. And shame on you for every person out there on my side of the desk is trying to figure out how to take your wonderful model that you have and tweak it to make it even more profitable off the same people. Just let it go and maybe even consider dropping your margins so that more people may want to come to you because as companies come in that are going to pay more, you got a decision to make, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully they're going to make the, the right one. If you like that company, hopefully they make the right one and, and keep their keep their keep the money in your pocket where it really needs to go. Guys, as always, I appreciate it again this week. This was a fun one. It's been a really good uh, good couple of weeks. And, you know, again, I, I, I promised you guys, I've mentioned a few times, that I'm going to start getting a little bit more into uh, what we're doing and what I'm doing. I think it's fun to tell a story. And I haven't really told a story. I wanted to get a lot of these new episodes kind of out there so we can start the framework really and truly. But what I'm going to do on a lot of the episodes where I don't have a huge amount of, it's a great topic. Maybe it's a short topic that just doesn't require me just repeating myself over and over again. Those are the episodes I'm going to throw in some, I think, some good information. I want to start telling the story. And I guess to kind of, go into this a little bit, I will tell you guys that I got in this industry kind of by fluke. I said that before. I did not expect to be in the healthcare, the traveling healthcare world 22 years later at all. I thought it was going to be a job. And for a lot of people that are in the industry on my side desk, it is in fact just a job. But what's really unique and interesting to me is I came from a marketing and advertising standpoint, a background. I was I worked for an advertising agency for a long time and multiple advertising agencies. So I understand sales better than most people do. I, I mean, if I wanted to really sell you guys as a recruiter, if I put on recruiter shoes, I got to tell you, I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at convincing people to take jobs that may or may not be in their best interest. I'm just being completely transparent. Some of us are better at that than others. And I'm old enough primarily that that becomes good after a while. If you've had to make a living as a salesperson for most of your life, you, you either 
do well or you or you starve. So I was pretty good at, at, at learning how to do that. In case you can't tell, I'm still in California, so I always forget to close some things up. I've got most things closed, but helicopters are abundant out here. It's the way it is. So going into into healthcare traveling for me was kind of a, a weird step. I went into it because I wanted to get, I was asked to help a company out for marketing and advertising, changing their brand and and, and actually getting some of their, their marketing. But very quickly, I got put in charge of a recruiting department and had never talked to a traveler. Think about that. I was good enough as a salesperson that the owner of this company said, I want you teaching all my recruiters. And it wasn't a small company. And I was like, talk about being in over your head. You ever had to teach somebody to do something you've never done before? Talk about BSing your way through through a job. I, I had to do that pretty quickly there. But that's that's how the industry was formed. It was it was and I'm, when I talk about things like recruiters or salespeople, I am not just throwing out there from my experience from way up on high. I'm talking about nuts and bolts. I've been there and I absolutely know this is the truth. It is what it is. And there's a lot of recruiters that get really offended by me saying things like that, but I'm coming from it because I've I've been in charge of recruiters and my goal, and you guys know this as recruiters, is to teach you how to sell. You cannot tell me it's anything different. Yes, there's customer service involved, there's this, but really it's it's teaching you how to sell the inventory that we have as a company. So that's what we do. So anyway, we'll get into a little bit more of that as I move into some other areas and some other realms. But guys, as always, I appreciate the fact that you guys listen and watch this more than you guys can know. It really gets me going and it keeps me um, very motivated and really helps kind of offset the um, the stress from you know the real job. So guys, as always, I appreciate it. Thank you. And I will catch you next time on Travel Evolved.